Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. (laughs) We are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Ali Manzella, the founder and creator of Hot and Hungry. Founded in January 2018, Hot and Hungry has become a platform to share, write, create the things that she's most passionate about with her readers. From fashion, fitness, sports, pop culture, to food, arguably the most important. <laughs> Hot and Hungry continues to push out timely content to keep you up to date on things going on here in Chicago and all amazing other things like fashion, food, fitness, and sports. She continues to venture out and expand her interests. She welcomes anyone that'd be interested and take a look inside her head at perfectly put together mess. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this fantastic conversation with Ali Manzala. So today we're sitting down with Ann Ali Manzella, one of the bigger foodie and fashion influencers here in Chicago. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Really good. So tell us what you do in one to two sentences. All right. Um, I am primarily a photographer and content creator, not only for myself, but for um, other brands. And that's kind of channeled into um, writing my own blog and creating um, content for my Instagram revolving around things I love, fashion and food. Awesome. So nowadays, we've got to point influencers where you actually go to school to be an influencer at colleges. We obviously didn't have that back in the day. So what kind of got you into photography and sharing your story online? Yeah, absolutely. I actually started photographing when I was in high school, um, just kind of traveling around with my family and taking photos. And um, I got sent a whole bunch of equipment from my great uncle. We were like pen pals from like across states. We would like write hand letters to each other. It was adorable. And he actually sent me my first camera, which I still use today. Um, it is incredible, and I was like, this is what I want to do, just the interaction with the people I had, so that's why I ended up going to Columbia College for photography, and um, as far as, like, getting into the influencer route, um, I actually was a PR assistant for an influencer and photographer in my early years of college, oh. and it really kind of just solidified, like, I'm like, oh, this is fun, like, this is, like, something I want to do, this is something that I think would be fun to kind of jump on board, it was still, it was about, you know, three years ago, so it was still kind of that, like, middle to start of the um, whole influencer marketing, and it was just wild. <laughs> what, what do you shoot with, as you can see here behind me, I have my Fuji film that's, like, 15 years old. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, I shoot with a, um, a Canon 5D Mark II. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, like, I carry that around because I'm not by any means even an amateur photographer. It is something, like, I've enjoyed taking pictures once in a while, and then it's, like, something like that. So I've taken, like, family photos and other things, and then people ask, like, oh, what do you shoot with? Like, I don't know, this one that was, like, on sale, like, 15 years ago, and now it's just getting so, like, old. I think it was, like, just middle-of-the-road quality. That's just so slow and harder to do things. I'm like, please just work. Please just work. Like, <laughs> you get so attached to your camera. You're like, I don't want to let this go. Like, I especially for 15 years. I've only had mine for like 
six now, yeah. and I, it's my baby. Like, I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what do you kind of take pictures of? Like, you kind of have your Instagram channel and your blog and stuff. How does that all play together with work and play? Yeah, so by creating content um, for other people, mm-hmm. whether it's just, like, going around and shooting on location different outfits or, you know, something for a drink brand or Lululemon or like seeing all these other people's collaborations um, kind of really got a sense of, you know, stuff I should be creating in order for brands to notice me as well. So that's kind of what I took from my work there. And uh, because I already have the photography knowledge from going to school for it, it it's just kind of easy to just kind of set it up, you know, style my own shoots and really just kind of jump on board with the whole thing and create content that is most authentic to me, I think, because I don't want to promote something that's not um, truly, like, tells the story of who I am. Fair. So do you have any tips for people for taking pictures of their food or their fashion stuff? I guess kind of both answers, right? Choose uh, to answer both. But, like, I'll post something on Instagram, right? It'll get, like, three likes, like, my mom, my aunt, my cousin. Uh, come on, I that. Like, do you have any tips for people actually taking, like, good pictures of food? I mean, obviously, don't bring all your camera equipment at McDonald's lunch, but, like. <laughs> no, absolutely. Invest in just, like, you know, the most standardest of light. Like, I have just, like, a little ring light that mm-hmm. I got off of Amazon that I would just bring around and just carry with me at all times. And even if you're not using your, you know, a DSLR professional camera like just take like phone cameras are so good right now you can't tell the difference on social media half the time like unless you're really trying to go for a huge like photographer um brand aesthetic you really can't tell the difference and like i think what was hard so that's probably my most yeah bring a light to food and just (laughs) kind of you know look at the picture before you post it and be like would i eat this or would i want to eat this by looking at this photo because some photos can be lit really bad, you know, and, like, that McDonald's lighting or anything like that. And, like, that's not going to make, like, anyone want to engage with your photo online because they feel as if, like, they're like, oh, that, that doesn't look too good. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as, like, fashion, you know, it got, it's really hard for taking photos of yourself. I think that was, like, that's, like, my biggest thing that I still struggle with today. And I don't think I'll ever, it'll ever get better. It's just, like, you have to have patience with yourself. And just because you set your camera and you set your scene up to how you want to have it doesn't mean, you know, you're going to get that perfect picture in 10 frames. It's going to it's gonna take a while, especially since you are um, your worst critic of yourself and mm-hmm. how you look in pictures. It's a whole nother ball game. You know, I take a picture of someone else and I'd be like, oh my god, you look beautiful, you're stunning, the clothes look great in this. I take, like, a photo of myself, I'm like, no, my eyes are half-closed, my shirt's <laughs> wrinkled on my right sleeve. Like... <laughs> Yeah, the fashion world's interesting here in Chicago. I'm, like, trying to be more a part of it. Um, I actually worked, like, a couple fashion shows already last year and the year before and put stuff together. And, like, one of my friends gave me, like, um, uh, a couple of my friends done this before. They give me, like, media passes to take pictures. And they're, like, send me the pictures. I'm, like, I get it. Like, you gave me a pass. But then all of a sudden, like, what is this crap? I'm, like... I'm not professional. I'm just trying my best, right? Or, like, uh, one of the shows is a really big show uh, for, like, a really big charity right in town. But, like, I saw all the pros, like, stand where the perfect shot was. I was just, like, off the side, like, practicing, right? My friend messaged me, like, send me a picture you got of me when I got my award. And it was just, like, not centered. It was, like, fine, but, like, from where I was sitting, it was, like, a terrible idea to shoot it that way. He was not happy with me. I was just, like, was I supposed to be there to take pictures of you specifically? I was just walking around bored the whole time. I take pictures of everything. Like, <laughs> I asked him to borrow batteries because my battery's dead. Like, <laughs> like the worst photographer ever. 
But then um, I'm also like uh, walking for Chicago Fashion Week, and we did like a walking class to make sure like, everyone like is aligned with the group and everything. And just watching myself like on video, I'm like, this is so interesting. Like, photographers have a tough job because like I goof around a ton. I'm like, what's he gonna do next? Like, is he gonna wink? Is he gonna do whatever? I'm like, that's why you just go up there, just stare at the camera, and then move on. Me, no chance. <laughs> So, but I'm always, it's like on my bucket list is to just walk in a show and have some fun, you know, get a couple of friends to do it with me. <laughs> it's it's going to be exciting. Like, I've like definitely had fun, like at shows where you're sitting there waiting, right? And then everyone's just like tense, don't want to talk. So I was like, do really weird stuff. Like, I'll take my DLSR out and do like a selfie with the DLSR towards me. And then have my friend take a picture of that. Be like, what is wrong with this dude? But like, <laughs> It's, like, more fun than sitting there just, like, wondering for 10 minutes why the models aren't walking now, which is always going to happen. So yeah. it starts on time. You can't, like, go on stage, like, I'm not really the host, but I'm going to try out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to MC this one really quick. <laughs> so, so how do you find a lot of your work? Is it through, like, your Instagram account? Do you kind of reach out to people specifically to shoot? How does that work for matching models and photographers? Yeah, um, as far as, like, the, my own Instagram and branding, I usually reach out to companies that I see myself working with or that kind of align with my own um, everyday life. So whether, um, you know, summertime is rolling around and I have, like, a collaboration coming up with a really cool, like, um, water bottle company. Um, and so I'm really excited about that one just because, you know, I love staying out, active, and stuff like that. Um, so I usually try to find things and reach out to them with, like, a very concise pitch of what, like, I can offer them and, like, my um, my own media kit as well as, like, um, past examples of my work, links to my Instagram, links to my photography page, stuff like that. So that's, that's usually where I find most of my, I guess, like, brand collaborations. Um, as far as finding models for my own photography, um, it, it gets very tricky because, you know, you want someone who's going to work well, not only like in front of the camera, but work well with you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everyone is different. So it's like from reaching out to different agencies, a lot of them, unless you're like paying for their day rates, which obviously as a starting photographer, you know, not necessarily my budget right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, you know, they give you a lot of new faces, which like it's either hit or miss. They're either, they either got it or they need a lot of direction towards it. So I think it's really helped me grow as my own photographer um, in sense of like producing and directing the model in different ways. So it's really just about, you know, social media is the best friend, you know, reach out to the different agencies, see who they're representing. If, or if you just like Instagram, or like hashtag you know a model for like a certain agency whether you're like um like ford models here or stuff like that and see who they're representing you can actually like message the models directly and they'll get you in touch with the um with their agent specifically which is nice it's like you said a huge balancing act of finding people who are actually gonna show up and do a good job uh one of my friends runs a company called athenosphere where it kind of like uh, matches like models and photographers together and so she says like you have to build your own credibility on there. Because if you don't show up to a shoot, someone's going to write you, like, a bad review, like, just didn't show up. Like, you also, like, post, like, your, your price for the day, right? Which is kind of open information. So it's kind of like a, a mixed bag if it's good or bad. But at the end of the day, if you need models to show up, you need models to show up. I've gotten calls from, like, um, my friend who runs, like, a, a shared workspace. She'll email me, like, the day before, hey, can you come sit in for our photo shoot tomorrow? It's, like, for our office. I'm, like... I would have done it with not 12-hour notice. Like, I can't call my boss 
Sorry, I got a photo shoot tomorrow. A big deal. What's it for? Oh, this desk chair that I'm sitting in. Okay, man. <laughs> sure, dude. You just want to come in. I'm like, yeah. So it's kind of like interesting like that. But yeah. So where uh, where are some cool spots you like to eat some of your food? As a foodie, I explored your uh, Instagram feed quite a bit. It seemed pretty exciting. Where are some of your hot spots here in town? Um, I really love Lincoln Park. Uh, I currently reside in South Loop, so I kind of feel like I've exhausted mm-hmm. um, South Loop, even though there are some great little finds around here, but Lincoln Park seems to be, like, my my like go-to, and I'm a sucker for a really good Chicago hot dog. Fair. I love hot dogs, and it's, like, my guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, so my favorite place is Wiener Circle up in Lincoln Park, oh, nice. and I um, love the cheese fries there. They're so good. Um, as well as, like, pizza... I'm just, like, sticking with, like, you know, my food groups right here. Um, <laughs> pizza, I love Home Slice in Lincoln Park, too. They're, like, the sister restaurant to um, Happy Camper in Old Town. They have the most incredible pizza. They have, like, these awesome calzones with avocado and ham. And, oh, my God, I'm getting hungry just, like, talking about this right now. <laughs> but <laughs> but those two are, like, my favorite, you know. And then you got, like, the traditional Chicago finds, like, uh, Small Cheval and All Cheval. And West Loop is just just like a happy place for everyone and every foodie i absolutely I like girl in the goats is really good i'm trying to think of all the places that like are my you know like when i want to go next to <laughs> so i went to a happy camper uh i it's very like party it's packed it's awesome went there for like brunch waited the hour right no big deal went for a walk was seated right outside the door but on the patio and so, like, uh, obviously to my right is, like, the inside, and they're kind of sharing a table almost with a wall in between. But then it's packed because the patio. You know, it's, like, super tight. I was sitting there. It was, like, a second or third date, so I was super nervous. I was, like, could I tell a story? I went like this. I moved my hand, like, oh, this high, right? My hand was kind of dripped a little bit. Went right into someone's salad that was about to be served. <laughs> oh. Put my hand out. I freak out. Wipe my hand off. The guy just looks at me. Just keeps walking and serves it. I'm like, ah, I might not come back here for a salad anytime soon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's horrifying. That's hilarious, though. What a story. <laughs> I know, that's something like the best part about like, going out exploring new places is like, yeah, you can like check out new food, but you get like new stories about it. I always try to like figure out something fun to do at the restaurant, like not intrusive, right? Like, step one is at least like ask the server's name. Or, like, ask to talk to, like, someone that works or if it's not that busy, right? Just to learn more about it, just to have more of an experience other than we stood in line for an hour. The food was good. I'm not going to go back to went once, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What are your favorite hot spots? Uh, so, obviously, my favorite restaurant, my favorite queue, obviously, you would obviously have a little sense is uh, Bites and Lake View. Uh, I have a really good connection with the owners there. Um, I pretty much go there, like, four days a week. I've done some work for them and stuff like that. Um, I like going to a place like just on the street from there called Kubo in Belmont. Um, so it's like a Filipino restaurant. It's run by a Filipino woman and a Turkish man, uh, really good friends of mine. And then a friend of mine, he's big in the food scene here, so we'll go explore places like once a week. We used to try to. It's like a ton of fun. Um, I try to try a new spot every week that's like a little bit off the grid, that that's still like notable. Like, um, I have a book that comes out of here. It's called Fooder, uh, F-O-O-D-I-T-O-R. It talks about all, like, the hot spots that you've probably never heard of in each neighborhood and then breaks it down by neighborhood, right? And I'm over in Bucktown, 
And honestly, like, I look out the window, and there's, like, nothing that's, like, five-minute walk. There's, like, two restaurants, like, five-minute walk. So everything's, like, a little bit further out. But I also have, like, Logan Square and Wicker. I'm like, if I'm feeling that, I could walk 25 minutes for, for a meal. For a meal. It'd be awesome. Yeah. And I also, like, I also don't do a lot of carry-out or take-out. I'll either cook at home or go somewhere. So it's, like, very interesting, like, what my always my choices are. I don't really have that many cravings either. That's even weirder. So it's, like, wow. restroom roulette. Where do I want to go? <laughs> <laughs> I just have a huge list of places like I need to check out and kind of based on like the busyness and stuff like that or when they're having specials um, they usually don't eat out like Friday or Saturday early I maybe eat out later just because I don't want to be a part of the cool crowd yeah <laughs> no it's almost better when you go in like the, the times where they're not the most busy you feel like you actually get like that intimate experience you're talking about yeah I mean that's like the cool thing too is I think uh, a lot of people complain how the restaurant industry is such a cyclical industry, but like the ones that have been around for like a long time, like the family-owned ones, they just do something right. I forgot what the place was called, uh, but it's in like in park. It's like the underground kind of seafood place. Um, it's not like it's like you have to walk. It's like right by the Mariano's or the Whole Foods are there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like but they're they're cash only, and they serve like. Four drinks and, like, four beers and then just, like, seafood. It's, like, this is what we got. Show up, shut up, eat what we got, and enjoy it. And then you get a bill, like, $200. Like, oh, this is a mistake. <laughs> I'll go with cash. <laughs> <laughs> they don't split the tab or anything. It's just, like, okay, you guys are crazy. But, like, they've been doing, like, they just figure out what they want to do right and then do it well. That's, like, I feel bad about a lot of restaurants in West Loop. It's, like, they try to be the hot, new, trendy place and then close down when they lose that buzz or kind of whatnot but yeah yeah it's almost like you know they're hot for like the first month and then it's like the new rooftop bars it's like the rooftop bar is hot for like the first month or two and they're open and then like fall hits and then they're dead yeah i started uh working at like a menu because it's like covid so i'm like a little bored i can't go out as i started working on a menu like what if i opened a restaurant what it would be like and so like i'm from wisconsin so i made like an entire wisconsinized uh, um, kind of menu and started cooking so I started cooking like last Saturday recorded a video I'm cooking on this Saturday and then kind of before cause, like I can't just like cook every day because I need to actually eat the food that I'm making like <laughs> and stuff like that but like one of the things I thought about too was like what's the atmosphere like why are people going to want to come to this restaurant so my first thought is like Wisconsin food so it's like a little bit of a draw it's not a Wisconsin bar but like Wisconsin style food then it's going to have like uh, more like uh, small plates opposed to like bigger plates, which is very Midwesterny. But then it's kind of like a no kids kind of place. Like not like don't invite kids, but like it's more dating, so a little bit more intimate and quiet, so you can share. And then also I'm gonna have like art on the wall. I'll, I'll feel it. this is like all a pipe dream, right? But like stuff I'll do where it's all like puns, like spoon in the mouth is like a guy with a spoon in his mouth, or like stuff like that. It's like very yeah. interesting and why you want to actually go there. And then a lot of menus can be easy travel food so if it's like fish it's done in a way that can be put in the to-go box and like delivered it doesn't show up soggy and stuff like that i think a lot of those i don't think about those kind of things like that's why i deliver things top of mind for me right now is a lot of people are getting takeout and whatnot and they're getting bad reviews for food because like it's been saying some guy's stinky car for 30 minutes after he picked it up to get over to you yeah absolutely (laughs) or it like takes too long or stuff like that yeah it's definitely the reviews are definitely hurting some restaurants right now. Yeah, I just did uh, an episode with my friend on kind of takeout um, or delivery apps. 
oh, like Grubhub, Uber Eats, etc., are just taking so much of the profit margin from the restaurants. And so, like, it's a big push now for a lot of my restaurant friends to, like, order directly from them opposed to using. But I get it. Like, you get branding on the apps. You get them to handle all these transactions and stuff like that. So restaurant industry is so so difficult. Why do we choose food and fashion, the two hardest ones they're going to do? <laughs> Absolutely. So do you have any goals kind of with your blog or your brand? What was kind of your expectations for your stuff moving forward? Yeah, I think, you know, goals moving forward is really just creating content. And, you know, I don't really worry about growing my numbers as long as I think I'm just having fun and putting out content that um, I think other people would enjoy. Um and I think that's kind of what I'm going to continue doing. And I love working with different brands and continue to pitch myself out to brands I'd love to work with. You know, you get like 10 no's before you get two yeses. Right. So it's definitely, you know, hard work. But I think during like, especially this time that I've been just stuck at home, it's been a lot of like creating and getting creative, like taking shots from my bedroom or, you know, my kitchen or reaching out to a whole bunch of people that, you know, I necessarily wouldn't have before if I was like working 40 hours a week. So. That's how we met, you know, I was like, I think went through my Instagram, who actually seems cool to talk to. And then you responded like, oh, sweet, nice, let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, I love it. it, It's so weird to me, like I'm on episode one, like 55-ish, right? And I've had so many people just like, I don't know, just get disappointed in me when I tell them, like, how many followers I have. I'm like, it's not about me, like, making money. It's about me, like, having fun, going out, like, meeting new people, like, supporting and figuring out what my passions are. My passion isn't just to become famous on Instagram for whatever reason and then get burnt out and then be a has or never was, whatever the phrase is, but yeah, <laughs> has been, never was, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's just so nice to meet people who have, like, the same, like, passions and, like, you can share recommendations or just kind of just sit down and, you know, talk with someone who you know feels, like, as passionate about the same things you do. It's, like, that nice little community, especially, you know, during this time when everything else is, like, lacking. Yeah. That's why I try to host, like, fashion, like, get-togethers once in a while. I don't think it'll ever happen from food because it's a little too extreme, but, like, it's a non-sales environment that's, like, a little bit more quiet and intimate, like, less than 25 people. So you go like some bigger events here, food or fashion, and it's like everyone's like trying to sell you something, or you just like feel like you're just a number. Like here, take your food, get my way, and then it's like here, sign up for Lyft over here. Like oh my god, I saw you guys last week. Like yeah. <laughs> you already know. I used to do like um, all the promotional companies. I was like I don't want to sign up. I don't want to sign up. Like come on, sign up. And I'll like start like fake signing up, and then they'll like check it. Like this didn't go through. I'm like oh shoot. I'm like, go on an application. I'm like, can I walk away now? Or are you going to still stare at me the whole time I'm at this event? <laughs> one, uh, one guy I know said he met his, uh, I think they're married now, his now wife at a food event. I was like, that's hardcore, man. Like, I know some guys go there to, like, pick up chicks, but, like, I just go there for the food. And, uh, but you went there to find a wife. Good job. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's a dating service on its own. <laughs> I mean, to your point, is like, something you're passionate about, and you see someone who, like, you like, know what their IG handle is, like, oh, I need to meet that person, like, I totally recognize them, are you so-and-so? Yes, I am. Can I get your number? No, DM me. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, right, and then you never get the reply back, because it just goes into, like, the requests or whatever. <laughs> My friend always does that. He's asked for people's, like, Instagram, 
But then they follow him back, like, oh, my God, you have 30,000 followers on Instagram? Oh, yeah, I guess I do. All right, dude, yeah, good job. <laughs> I guess that's one way to, like, instead of the punchline, that's all you need. Here, here are my Instagram handles. <laughs> <laughs> we were at this uh, place on Chicago Avenue in um, uh, River North, and we're just three of us hanging outside, having a beer, and then we got, like, uh, one of the sandwiches. And my friend just asked if them to take a picture of all of us, right? And then they actually, like, oh, we'll put up on our uh, Instagram, right? And he goes, here, tag me, right? The chef comes out. He goes, oh, my God, like, shake your hand, sir. Like, you have 30,000. Thanks for posting this for us. He goes, oh, it's just us, like, three guys having a beer at a happy hour. But sure, dude. Like, yeah, no that's problem. the kind of camaraderie I like, what people, like, actually appreciate opposed to, like, hey, come in here. We'll give you, like, free food if you post about this. Like, I get that's how, like, commerce works and stuff like that. But it's, it's kind of hard to say, like, I guess I'm pretty strong opinion that a lot of influencers who have a big following don't have that good of social skills. So it's like a sliding scale. Like, the more followers you have, the more awkward you are. Like, the less <laughs> followers you have, like, the more, like, normalized you are. But maybe I just had, like, bad luck, but... Or I come off as a weirdo, like, why is this weirdo talking to me? I'm like, I'm too there, like... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I definitely get weird looks out when I'm trying to take photos or, you know, snapping a picture of my meal. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm doing this because I like to do it. <laughs> oh, I've gotten so used to just, like, doing, like, stupid stuff and, like, not worrying about it. Yeah. Like, people, like, um, sometimes I'll do, like, interviews, like, at, like, restaurants. And I'll have, like, my huge, like, mic there, right? Like, in the middle of the table. And then people get, like, so freaked out. They're like, oh... Like, you guys gotta be quiet because, like, the, it's gonna be in it. I'm like, that's fine. I want the background in there. I want, like, us at a restaurant talking and you hear the music on people around you. Like, I, I, I want that. Like, I want people to feel like they're a part of the conversation. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. But I mean, haters gonna hate, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anything you wanna leave our listeners with before we sign off? Um, I think, you know, to anyone who's trying to jump on. Um, the Instagram content creation or photographer routes really just you know start don't just like wait and think that and keep comparing yourself to the people that have hundreds and thousands of followers you got to start somewhere and if you enjoy what you're doing and you're doing it for you and only you I think you know it's going to take you a lot farther than the people that are just creating to create awesome let's start with that This episode is sponsored by Bites Kitchen. The best of times are always shared at the table. Good food, good drinks, good stories, good friends. Wish I had any of those. (laughs) At Bites, they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival. It is their passion. It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They are also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, 
Those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. Yeah.